Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hey folks, welcome back to the Heart of Money, episode 23 I'm your host, Austin Black. We'll be joined by Bob Wessler here in just a moment. And we are picking up in our series on biggest financial lesson slash mistake that we have learned this week. It's my turn to talk about the biggest uh, goof up, <laughs> or not the biggest goof up, but one of the biggest goof ups that I um, have made. You know, the, the, probably the biggest lesson that I learned around finances, around money, around what not to do. And it's probably something that some of you have, have done, like I said last week, but this week, uh, this is a big no-no in my book. I, I I got lucky with this. We'll just leave it at that, and I'll and you can hear the full story as Bob and I talk through it. Um, but let's just jump right into my conversation with Bob as I share my story about the biggest financial lesson. But it's it's also interesting, um, kind of how how we have have both learned from. What we've done because mine wasn't quite as, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I probably just need to just to tell my story and and you pull out of it what what you want because, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Remember to, see to take what, a breath, right? <laughs> yeah, don't run through it like I do. <clears throat> um, so gosh, probably. I want to say about well, it's it about the time, maybe even before I actually started following the, the, Dave's plan, actually getting my finances in Oregon and everything. I can't remember if it was if it was right before or right after, but let's just say eight, nine, ten years ago, um, I was involved with a great uh, nonprofit ministry. It was on their on their staff, and we needed to buy some camera equipment, and they didn't at the time have the cash to go buy it. Um, and none of them wanted to, you know, put it on their credit card or anything. They just, they didn't want to, want, didn't want to mix those two. And I was probably, you know, like I was like 23, 24 at the time. So, you know, about the same age as you at that, whenever in your story. And, uh, we were having this, this, uh, board meeting on, on conference call talking about how we're going to get these cameras bought. You know, are we going to have to raise more money or what are we going to do? And being my naive, young, but um, ambitious self, I said, guys, I'll just go get a credit card and put it on the card. So I went and signed up for a credit card. I fudged the amount of household payment that I had. They have like, you know, how much is your rent or your mortgage or whatever to make sure you qualify for a certain level of credit. So I just made up a real low number because I didn't have, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to be the one paying for it. So it didn't matter what the limit was. And I wanted to get enough limit on the car that we could actually go buy this camera equipment. So I kind of picked a, a low number, got the the card, got approved for it with, I think it was like a, I don't know, it's between five and 10,000 limit or something like that on there. So, okay, guys, I've got the card. You can put the equipment on there and, you know, we can, I think it had like a year to pay it off, something like that, you know, before interest would kick in. Um, so they went out and, and they bought uh, two cameras to put on the card and set a plan to get it paid off in a year, <clears throat> which they did. They, they got on that your card. balance paid off. 
Huh? On on your card. It wasn't on a corporate or nonprofit card. It was on 23-year-old yes. Yes. Austin's it, it, it brand it new credit card Austin with his. Black's personal credit card that was being okay. used to fund the purchase. So they did get it paid off all in a year, you know, before any interest kicked in. But then at the end of the year, they decided, hey, we actually want to get another camera. So can we use this car to go ahead and get another camera? And, you know, we're, we're going to get it paid off as fast as we can. Like, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm still young and dumb. So, yeah, that's fine if you want to go ahead and do that. <clears throat> About that time, though, I got engaged and shortly thereafter got married. And my wife knew that I had this card. She didn't really know the full story, but she knew that I had this card. And about six months into our marriage, we decided we want to go buy a house for ourselves. Well, my wife didn't have a credit score because she didn't have any debt to her name. I had a credit score, but it wasn't going to be good enough with her being on the mortgage for us to go with the manual or for us to to have that manual underwriting process that we wanted to get because she had the zero we knew that we had to go manual underwriting on the deal. And the question popped up in my mind. Okay, this card is in my name, but I am not actually the one responsible for getting it paid off. What will happen yes, you are. if my wife and I, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What will happen if my wife and I go to buy a house and I've got this card to my name and there's a balance on it. And for so, for whatever reason, that causes a problem with us buying the house. So I sit down with my wife. I said, honey, here's what we got going on. I don't know if this is going to cause a problem. But I, I want to get ahead of it before it does cause a problem. <clears throat> so we have been um, making contributions to this organization because I was affiliated with it. I, I thought it was a great group. You know, so we have been making monthly tithe contributions to them before you know, all along. I said, you know what I think we need to do? I think we need to bump up our personal contribution to them with the caveat that they use that money to get this card paid off because I don't want to walk into, you know, getting a loan approval for a house and having this card hanging over me. I trust that they're not going to let it go. I trust that they're going to get it taken care of. I don't, you know, I, I trust them and their management of that, but I don't want this card on my record whenever I go to do that, which she was obviously, you know, not crazy about us having to do that. You know, and I wasn't either, but she understood where we were, the mistake that I'd made. And so I, I contacted the guys said, Hey, and I'm, I'm great friends with these guys still to this day said, Hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what we would like to do. I want you to take this extra money, get this paid off. And then I'm going to cancel this card. Just so you guys know, I'm going to get it off of my file. I'm going to get rid of it. I don't want any more of this. So that's what we did. You know, we, we, we spent an extra, I think it was like $200 a month that we personally contributed to that, to get that paid off. They were fine with, with getting that card paid off. They were fine with getting it canceled. So it, it all worked out, you know, it didn't affect our home purchase or anything, but boy, you talk about dumb <laughs> that, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't bite me in the butt. But whenever I looked back, boy, could it have. I mean, it could have really 
done some damage to me if something had gone south or if I had not thought about that. Um, I, the, the door's wide open, man. Let me know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous way to phrase that. <laughs> so you basically increased your contribution to them for them to keep the camera that you had purchased for them. So not only did you purchase the camera and give it to them, you paid for the camera and gave it to them, which is what you wanted to do. How old were the people that you were um, involved with in this ministry? Um, the youngest was probably at the time early to mid 40s. Okay. So you were dealing with people that should have known better in the first place and didn't have any wherewithal to say, you know, Austin, this probably isn't the way we should go about this. I mean, did they encourage it, discourage it? No opinion. Um, (laughs) They saw it as a, as a generous act to support the ministry. There wasn't like, well, that's a great idea. Or I don't know about that. It was just, well, Austin, if you want to do that, then then that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of it was it was a cut and dried situation, and because it was yeah. cut and dried, they understood my, you know, at the end why I wanted to get rid of it, and they were completely fine because they actually they weren't crazy about continuing to use it, but they thought, well, if we get one more camera <clears throat> and then get it paid off, you know, within another year. Um, you know, no harm, no foul, you know, type deal. Uh, so it wasn't like they were supporting it. They weren't discouraging it. They were just accepting it basically. And they took their camera and clicked away. Um, (laughs) nothing against them. I I don't, I'm surprised one as being, I'm guessing one, a non-for-profit organization that they allowed that and were okay with it. Um, because you, in essence, donated the cameras to them. Did they pay any interest on that third camera, or did that also come out of your donation? I don't know what the breakdown was on that. I'm sure that there was interest being yeah. paid. Um, I I don't remember how much they were paying themselves. Um, I know they had it planned out to get it paid off within a year on their own. Um, yeah. And I don't it's been so long ago now. I don't remember if my contributions just expedited that, you know, I don't recall the, the financial status of that. Um, for me, mm-hmm. it was just a matter of, I want this card off of my record as fast as possible. So I am willing to, you know, pay the stupid tax on this to take care of myself. And obviously you guys are going to benefit, but I, I'm concerned about me and my wife. So therefore, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay the price for this to get a, get it taken care of the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So even with having that card on your file, you were never late with any payments, correct? Correct. Okay. So you wouldn't have had any negative information per se. You just didn't have enough credit history to be a worthy recipient of FICO's numbers. Is that what you're saying? Well, kind of. I mean, I I had had my own credit cards before. I mean, this wasn't the first card I had had to my name. But because we were going to be pursuing that manual underwriting with my wife being the main person Mm -hmm. on the mortgage and her having no credit score, 
we just didn't want to have any question marks or you know outstanding you know at that that outside of that card i had no other day i had already canceled mm-hmm. my other cards you know bef- long beforehand um i was not using that card so it was just out there with my name on it but i had no association uh-huh. to its use or representation but if it's on my name then it's associated with me so i just wanted right. to be ha- have a clean record of my own going into that home buying process yep yeah. So the, the card itself was in good standing. You had a score associated with that card, but having a score meant that that kept you from being able to do the manual underwriting or how did that work out? For I the didn't know if it would or not. And I didn't want to have any hiccups once we started the huh. manual underwriting because I had never done that. I knew you could, but I hadn't done it. And I didn't want to walk into yeah. you know the approval process and then find out, whoa, shoot, he's got, you know, well, I've got this car and this is causing hiccups. I just, I wanted to remove any possible obstacle to that situation. Yeah. So in the process of getting your mortgage, can you walk me through when the card was paid off, when the card was canceled, when you started your process and what the repercussions, and I don't want to say repercussions, what, what effect did that card having one canceling it and then applying for a mortgage how did that affect the process if any um i i don't recall the exact timeline um i know it was all within a matter of months um because like i said we we were married whenever we helped pay it off and we bought the house a year after we were married um obviously you know, we were approved um you know six or eight months into our marriage, I guess it was. Um, I don't recall the exact, Mm. you know, paid off, cancel home approval. I don't, I don't remember what that was. Um, and because my wife was kind of the primary one that information was being, being taken into account of and her name wasn't on the card, it really didn't have much implication. Um, so I mean, it probably wouldn't have been a problem regardless, but my naive self didn't want to go in with the rose colored yes. glasses and then realize, Oh crap, this is a problem. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that yeah. answers your question or not. Well, and, and that's what I was trying to get to was the card in itself was not the problem. Had, had the payments not been made on it, had you been delinquent, had it been an astronomically large debt amount to your income. And I'm guessing at that time, did you have a steady income or was it, uh, did it fluctuate at the time? So, I mean, my wife had a steady, I was variable because of being self-employed. Yeah. So those would have been the, the fluctuating income, a high debt to income ratio would have been a killer to you. Whereas if it, you know, if it was something you could have paid off in six months, it wouldn't have been a huge detriment, but the Avenue that you were trying to go, you were concerned. Yeah. Again, I go back to what were they thinking and letting you do it. (laughs) Um, But the thing that I look at also is the ages that we were and yeah, we were at the age fresh out of college or within a few years of, and 
the whole thing that many college students, you know, if they're 18, if they're 21, whatever, is you got to have a credit card. You've got to do this, that, whatever. You graduate from college, you get the car because they give you a discount for being right. a first time car buyer or a college grad or this, that, or the other. Um, you know, you get the t-shirt when you sign up for the credit card that puts <laughs> you in debt for the rest of your life. But and a free pizza. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> and then you buy the pizza and then it costs you extra because you add the tip and then you add, you know, the guy down the hall, his pizza and you know, you're supposed to and go back and forth. And interest on it. <clears throat> That's right. Um, which I'm going to go down a slight rabbit trail because I read a personal finance article this week that said, if you, it now is a good time to get out of personal debt because with interest rates rising and inflation, that thing you bought two years ago is going to cost you more than the 18% your card has been at for the last two years. It's now going to be yep. 29% interest. It, it, it's something when you don't have an adjustable rate mortgage or a credit card or a line of credit or anything like that that fluctuates um, with market forces or interest rates that you... Uh, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. And you don't have to worry about paying more for the item than you already had when you purchased it to begin with. Um, it just was kind of an aha moment for me. Of, oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> um, but I think the original point was being college age or even being high school age that in this country, we do not get personal finance as an option. And even yeah. high school, college, our focus is really on making a, a living for ourselves. Um, there are those people that are more concerned or more focused based on their family situations. Um, but the typical college kid, typical, is more yeah. focused on the other aspects of school that don't have to do with the education piece. <laughs> Those that are going to school that are probably going to the community colleges, going to, you know, graduating in three years, they are focused. They know what they're there for. They're doing it and they have a longer term plan than the typical five year, six yep. year, eight year college student. Um, so it's not a one size fits all, but I think the sooner the next generation understands about personal finance and the pitfalls to avoid the better off they're going to be again one of the benefits is of us doing the show is letting our listeners or the listeners next generation children nieces nephews or even grandchildren understand this stuff now rather than when they get to be 23 25 26 and going through the same mistakes. Um, because yeah, you never should have been in that situation. I should have never been in the situation that I was in, but we chose to do that and right. we learned from it, but it was definitely a hard experience. Um, I don't want to make light of yours, but yours could have been much worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had it been a different situation, you wouldn't have had a camera. You would have had debt. You would have had the interest, you would have had a much more expensive camera to pay for that you didn't actually get to use um, had you had different circumstances. Yeah. And I, I have looked back at that not a lot of times, but a handful, you know, since getting, you know, since we bought the house and just reflecting on the what if. 
And it scares me whenever I think back to what could have taken place. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I had a great relationship with, with those guys then. I still do. You know, like I said, it was a no harm, no foul. Everyone, I mean, I, 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 yeah, there, were, there was definite benefit to them. There wasn't any real hurt to me. But whenever I think back to, you know, okay, what if they decide, hey, you know, this we don't want to keep paying on this. This is your card or, you know, they were late on the payment. I mean, yeah, there, there was a multitude of things that could have happened. And it, it does scare me to think of what could that have done? Because it wasn't, I think it was maybe like, you know, a couple thousand dollars, you know, it wasn't a large amount of money, mm. but it was enough that had, had it come back on me, that would have, you know, that wouldn't have been fun. You know, as in, if you take the interest on that, people have been there, have experienced that it gets worse and worse. Um, so yeah, I have reflected on that and been like, Oh my gosh, that was super dumb. So glad it didn't go South. So glad that I was able to get out of that. Never going to do that again. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a, well, a uh, it could have been a lot worse. Well, and, and Proverbs comes to mind, you know, the whole 31 days of mm-hmm. Proverbs, 31 chapters, 31 days in most months, half of the months. Um, the proverb about do not lay up security for your neighbor. And if you do, yep. do whatever you can to get out of it. Yep. I, I mean, that's just one of those situations that, it, it's almost cam- a commandment. Thou shalt not. And if you do, do whatever you can to get out of it. Right. Uh, I, I had a uh, roommate in college that put my name on an application and didn't ask me first. And Ooh. that proverb came to mind right then. Uh, <laughs> heck no, I'm not security for any of your things. Even though I love the guy, it was not in my best interest to be on the hook if things went south. So yeah, again, the biblical perspective and Proverbs jumping right in there saying, uh-uh. And hey, that was we could probably do an entire episode no. on the Proverbs because there was so much that when it comes to finances, I'm just to take a slight tangent here. I am so leery of going in with anybody on anything financially, I would much rather either lease it from someone or me buy it outright and lease it to them than go in and split. Now I have, I have done a split like right now, you know, my wife and I, we own a boat with my brother. We're looking at probably um, doing a buyout on that and get rid of it because I don't want it. He does, you know, that, that works out. That's probably the only time I have been willing to do that. Um, But boy, yeah, whenever you just, whether it's a partnership or a a loan or anything like that, everybody means well and good, but it doesn't take but one goof up. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this could really hurt. Yeah. And you mentioned brother. I know it's one of those things that you don't lend to family members unless you full-heartedly, not full-heartedly, full-heartedly expect not to get paid back because a loan to a family member can cause major um, relationship issues. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to think of the joke with the boat being, you know, just something with a hole in it that will take on water. <laughs> it, but, uh, it does have a hole. The in pun it. is not coming to me. <laughs> does it? Yeah. Um, that might be your second biggest mistake. I don't know, but we'll have to come and back. That, in a there, few there, years there is more to we'll that that, one, that so. we will not disclose because <laughs> I get really goofed up on that one. <laughs> My wife has see, a story see, on that. See, Let's just leave it, it out, at that. So. <laughs> oh, when Laura comes back on, we can call in and say, "Hey, Laura, what's the boat story?" She reminds me to this day. One in a tournament. <laughs> Oh no, let's maybe maybe that's what we need to do. Laura and I need to do a show without Austin. So, you know, only if Kate and I get to do one afterward. Oh Lordy. That would be too much fun for the two of you. (laughs) I know. I'm up for it. You would have a blast. I'm up for it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh man. Well, if if we can't laugh ourselves, we gotta laugh at each other. Yeah, I know where she sleeps, so that makes it all worthwhile. So, <laughs> right. Uh, well, brother, I think we have hopefully shed some light on our goof ups and mess ups, and uh, caution people against uh, taking out a credit card for someone and buying a new car to dealership and loaning money and all the other just dumb crap that we don't think about whenever we're in our twenties and sometimes thirties and occasionally forties. What are you trying to say? I wasn't saying anything. Well, okay. Just checking. I was, I was like, I was, was going to let you, let you be the one to admit it. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's uh, for another time, another show. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So okay. I, I think we have a follow up. We have a part two coming up in another hundred episodes on uh, your faux pas and my faux pas as uh, we learn later in life with other challenges. Maybe maybe we leave it at that. Sounds good. Stay tuned, right? You bet. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Sounds good. Be good. Well, folks, how many of you have done something dumb, have done something stupid, and had to pay the stupid tax on it? I think if we were honest, we would probably all raise our hands. I'm raising my hand right now. We've all probably done something that we end up paying for later that we should not have done in the first place. And we learned from it, but it also cost us. Um, Obviously, that's the position that I was in. So my recommendation, my suggestion to you, my my, uh, advice is never take on a credit card for someone else, never co-sign a loan for someone else, never take part in someone else's financing or someone else's debt or someone else's enabling. Because what if something goes wrong? What if they decide to not pay for it for whatever reason? You're still liable. It's a bad spot to be in no matter who it is. It's a bad spot to be in. So I hope that this uh, helped everyone understand um, what could happen. Thankfully, it didn't happen to me, but it could have happened had it gone wrong. So my biggest financial lesson, my biggest financial mistake. And again, if you have have if you have learned from something, if you got something that you feel like someone else would benefit from hearing about, uh, you got a story, jump on over to the Facebook page at Freedom Money Coach and let us know what your story is. Let us know um, what 
what your biggest lesson was that you learned. And again, we can all grow and learn from each other. We can all encourage each other to not ever do that again. And it's always great just to hear other stories and other experiences. Folks, thank you so much again for being a part of this podcast, for listening to us every single week. Um, be sure and leave us a rating and a review to keep those numbers growing for us. Share the podcast with your friends, like us on social media, join the community. And in the meantime, keep being weird. We'll see you all next week.